so my name is Bill Sokol. And so how do you know James? What happened 19 years ago? <laughs> well, I know James, uh, well, the, I, I lived with James. He was one of my roommates, um, one of my best friends in college, a group of, was it four of us, five of us who all lived and did everything together. Um, I was the odd man out. I joined that group a little bit later because I was one year ahead of them. Um, met them through sports, through intramurals that we all did together in 2000, uh, I want to say early, late 2000, I don't know. Anyways, but we all lived, we were all at Harvard together and we lived in Lowell House and we spent way too much time together, but you know, they were my family and got <laughs> me through school. So what else can I say? So Bill, do you have two like crews? Do you have like a group of people that like were in your actual graduating class and then also this group? And is everybody else in this group a year younger than you? Everybody in this group was a year younger than me. Um, the funny thing is that because I took time off in the middle of my college era, so I took a year off. Um, and so I kind of lost touch with a lot of kids in my class. Um, it was fine. I, and it was also odd because when I first got to Lowell, I hung out with an older crew. They graduated and I attended when they graduated, I took time off and then I was in between. So it was kind of funny because I was the youngest one in a group of older guys who, uh, I was kind of the baby and they took care of me. And then I got to these guys and I pretended to be the older <laughs> one, even though James usually took care of me. So it's, uh, you know, that's kind of how it was. Okay. So um, you said that he took care of you. I'm just gonna jump on that one and see where it takes me. But um, like, what was that like? So think back to the 19 years ago version of James. What was he like? What's a story that reminds you of him? Okay, so it's uh, it's been funny to think about these things. Actually, um, this coincides with the funny moment because my mom had a flood about, I don't know, about a month and a half ago and it led to me clearing out some old boxes. And in those boxes were of course, piles and piles of pictures from college um, and I got to see you know how handsome James was and how funny we all were and uh, yeah it was, it was very funny to see all the pictures we were silly and ridiculous but um, what's funny is that the um, the you know James was one of those people who was very quiet not very quiet but he was you know he was quiet and polite and, and, and kind of, you know, reserved, but he was always the wise one. Um, you know, the rest of us were appropriately silly. Um, <laughs> and by the rest of us, I should name it for everybody. It's, you know, it's Adam Cajone, Joe Colella, Frank Fang, me and James. And then there were a couple of other people who kind of were ancillary, kind of hung out with us. But yeah, anyways, we were all a little bit more crazy and James was always wise and patient. Um, he was the one who always made sure we didn't get in too much trouble. And also for me, because I'm frenetic and scattered and all over the place and talk too much, uh, James was always the one who had a way of calming me down. I don't know how he did it, but he always seemed to, you know, be the wise head that would kind of <clears throat> tut tut and tell me to just, you know, be quiet for a little <laughs> bit, which, uh, you know, is invaluable at that age because I do have a tendency to talk myself into trouble. So, 
uh, yeah, so that was that was always wonderful for me. So I had the the, the great privilege of living with him for six months at the end of my college career, and um, I don't overstate it when I say that because of those guys and James, I made it through college because I was not, you know, the happiest camper in college. I didn't like it too much. And, uh, you know, James, that little family got me through. So I was always very, very appreciative of that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So of these like pictures that you found in the box, like what's, what's the most interesting one? What is the weirdest one? What's the one that made you say like, what the hell were we thinking? Oh man. Well, you know, so let me see. What some of the weird ones were, we would sometimes wear, rarely, because we this, this, we weren't this crazy, but we used to wear costumes sometimes. Uh, and uh, there were some funny ones. We were rummaging through somebody's, I'm sure it was some girl's closet, and we found like glasses and wigs and scarves. And there was a picture of all of us, including James, might I add, who was wearing all <laughs> kinds of funny outfits, which um, a guy named Kenny Shirley, who used to, he was very funny. We all liked him a lot. And he, he was also wearing a wig and some glasses. Um, but, you know, the from the college days, most of the memories was just, we, we played a lot of soccer together. We used to try to play every day, all of us together. You know, we would go to the gym together. We would eat together. A lot of pictures just doing silly things, um, you know, normal everyday things. But when you do it in a group, it becomes it becomes meaningful. You know, they what we did together. and. I think the irony is I think we all appreciated what we had. We all knew that it was our little nuclear family when we were there. Um, to be specific, quick memories. Oh, let's see. Um, here's a quote from James. He won't like this, but I'll tell it anyways. Um, <laughs> we had a game once because we were all loved to play, even though James was the only one who was any good. The rest of us were terrible, but uh, we loved to play. And uh, uh, I remember one time, I think it was me or somebody else who crossed the ball to James and he was supposed to head the ball. And he said, I can't head the ball. My eyes are too big, which is one of the worst excuses I've ever heard in my life. But, um, or my eyes stick too far out of my head. We, we rode him on that what? for about a month and a half. Um, you know, on another story, James was also wonderful. He put up with us calling him the little one for a very long time. Um, you know, which, which is probably in retrospect, not the nicest thing. And he also put up with me rubbing his head all the time, which I always did for good luck. And he thought it was stupid. <laughs> But I used to always rub his head, um, fully realizing for people who don't know that I'm, you know, quite tall and James is, you know, a good size, but I'm, I'm a bit taller. So I used to always rub his head and I don't think it made him happy, but he let me do it. So anyways, uh, I've seen at least one Miami photo with oh, uh, yeah, with well, all of Miami- you guys standing together and James. The little one, I mean, it kind of fits. <laughs> <laughs> the, Miami, the, the Miami thing started after after college. We had to get together somewhere. Um, uh, my parents had and bought an apartment in Miami. My dad grew up between Ohio and Miami when he was little. So I, uh, he had these fond, fond memories of them. So they ended up going there a lot. And we are actually working on some stuff possibly for work in Miami. So I used to go there and we started coming to Miami. Um, they were wonderful trips. They're exactly what you would think, you know, early 20 year old boys would like to do. Just have a good time. But, you know, in our own way, we would buy lots of beer and never drink it, um, you know, which is typical of us. We would, you know, go to nightclubs and get disenchanted and then come home and play video games. Um, we spent most of our energy on the beach playing soccer with whoever we could play with. The highlight being, and this is actually something I don't even know if James remembers, we played with Boris Becker one time, the tennis star. Huh. who was running on the beach and decided to play with us. So he and his new wife 
uh, played soccer with us on the beach, which was very fun for quite a while. We also used to play with different, you know, people of different levels who would just come to our group and we would just invite them in. And it was, it was kind of wonderful, but we used to do it every March when everybody had their birthday because mine, James and Joe's birthday is in March. Frank and Adam are different times, but we would kind of celebrate all of our birthdays at the same time. So that was the awesome. yearly occurrence. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew that it happened at some time spring breaky time. Yeah. But I didn't realize that it was. Um, it was because everybody's, because the three birthdays, James and Joe are born, I think, on the same day, or if not. Same day. Yeah, yes. same day. And then my birthday is on the 18th. So it was, it was always, um, always fun to do. Um, that is very They cool. were great trips, um, you know, and I would pretend like we got up to mischief, but we really didn't. We were like, you know, very reasonable and just had a good time. But, you know, lots of, you know, binge watching TV shows and, and uh, you know, eating pizza late at night and uh, going to as nice of a restaurant as we could afford. It was, you know, it was a lot of fun. And, and of course, yeah, you know, you do it in Miami where everybody's cool and pretty and, and magnificent and we don't. We're not, but it's OK. <laughs> we enjoyed it. It was great. That's awesome. That's great. Um, so let's talk about now. Let's fast forward almost 20 years. Um, what what do you admire about James now? Or how would you describe him to, to other people? So, you know, the, the, thing, the thing about James is that he's a very humble guy. He's always been humble. And, you know, 20 years ago, I used to always encourage him to sell himself more because I always thought that he had, he undersold he, you know, underpromised and overdelivered all the time. Whereas, you know, I'm the exact opposite. So I would always tell him that he had to be, you know, more like me and talk too much and be loud and all this stuff. But the funny thing is that he was always wise. And I think that now when I meet him a few times that I get to talk to him, he's, you know, he's, he's still the same wise and, uh, calm influence that he's always been. And I think that I admire that. I admire that he's, you know, he's quietly charted his own course, done his own thing. I was blown away when he told us that he was going to be going to grad school. I think that that's amazing. Not not because going to grad school is amazing, but because you're talking about somebody with a political science background who has done many things in his life and gets genuinely curious about things and then pursues them. And a lot of people pretend to do that, but they don't do it. And James actually does it. And the fact that he you know, he's always been interested in technology, but never, he's never been a techie. He's never been, you know, a, I know lots of, you know, engineers and people like that. And he's not, but he genuinely just interested in things and he finds it and then he follows through with them. And it's something he's adaptable, which is, I'm not. And I just admire that in him. <laughs> I think he moves with the times, which is a great quality, I think. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, not to blow smoke up James, but I, I do think that that's amazing. I think. You know, of the five of us, he's the one who truly is a person of the time. He can he can see things that are good and bad and identify things. The rest of us are kind of set in our ways. Um, you know, we 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 pretend to kind of move and change, but we don't. Where I mean, you can hear it in our conversations, we're we're kind of the same all the time. <laughs> Adam's a little bit better about it, but you know, James is definitely the one. So. Yeah, that's so true, I think, about his curiosity and, and just self-discipline. I, I think, you know, my issue is I, you know, I'm interested in things, but I certainly don't have the follow-through. I, you know, and, and the, the thing is that I, I don't know that many people who are humble enough to say, hey, 
I'm curious about this. I'm not going to fake it. I'm actually going to go out and learn it. You know,、um, a lot of people either get curious about something and then you know they Wikipedia and now they're an expert on it, or read you know five or six articles. <laughs> you, you're, you'd find it's you're very hard pressed to find people who are actually curious. Say, hey, I really don't know this, and I really should learn it, and I should learn it on a、um, kind of organic level. And he does that. And like I said, it just impresses me because it's it's characteristics that I don't have. I wish I had, but I don't have. Um, and so I think it makes me even more cognizant of him having those those characteristics. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs>、um, um, so I think one of the ways that I see his curiosity manifest itself, and and the reason that we're doing a podcast is because, as we mentioned, he loves podcasts, and I think it has to do with that curiosity. He's like, oh, this is an interesting topic. I'm going to listen to 17 hours of content on this topic, and you know, you and I don't necessarily have that.、Um, Are there any?、Um, can you think of times where he's recommended any of his curiosities to you, either through a podcast or a book or、um, or anything that you know mattered that you were like, man, I should probably follow this thread or look into that. I don't do enough follow through with James on the stuff that he recommends and the books he recommends. It's actually very nice. He always. You know, says what he's reading and what he's into, but I think where it does help is that when we have conversations that are you know more about society, about where stuff is, about what's happening, he'll have opinions and thoughts that are based on things that he's learned, and that will drive me to then want to learn more about them,、um, even if it's something just his point of view or something regional, like the fact that you guys are on the East Coast、um, and I'm out here. Um, you know, and we we we're never serious in our in our threads or in our conversations. But but you know, but we do every once in a while, out of frustration or out of just curiosity, talk about things that are important to the world. And and I hear what he has to say, and then it makes me think because it is James saying it.、Um, you know, when the other guys say things, I'm kidding about this, but when the other <laughs> guys say things, I discount it. But、um, especially Adam. But、um, but when.、Uh, when You know, it's, it's my prerogative with Adam, but uh,、um, when uh, no, but it is true. James doesn't doesn't opine very often, but when he does, it's something that I want to think about. And so, especially when he disagrees, because I think that I'm always like, oh well, if James disagrees, something must be amiss.、Um, not that we agree on everything, but it's still,、um, you know, it's still always something to think about.、Um, anyways, yeah. So he he always drives me to try to kind of research and, and, and think about stuff and. Um, you know, when I found out that he was going to grad school, I actually took a second. I was like, "My God, if he's willing to do this this process of of learning something new and kind of pursuing something like this, what can I do?" <laughs> and I haven't quite come up with an answer to that, but I do. I absolutely find it inspiring.、Um, I know that you know, at our point in life, it's a lot about just security and taking care of kids and making sure that everything's okay and that you know, we're hung, we're fed and and clothed and and sheltered and all that stuff, but. You know, at some point, especially when you have these milestones like turning forty, which he's doing, and、mm-hmm. I'm turning forty-one, you start to think a little bit like, okay, so time is finite. What can I pursue and learn, and and sort of what did I want to learn at the onset of this? Kind of like a bucket list of knowledge,、um, and you know, and it's something that I've forgotten about. But James always reminds me that, hey, listen, you need to go out and pursue that bucket list because. Um, you you only have a finite amount of time to learn this stuff, and furthermore, what he also reminds me of is that knowledge keeps on growing. So if you don't catch up now, you're never going to make it. You know,、yeah. so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, very yeah, very very true.
Now, you mentioned grad school a couple times here, and he is starting. Um, he's been doing it for about a month now. Wow. Um, and I think is is reaching one of the hardest parts of this semester where, you know, he's he's been working on a project and they do it in little pieces week by week. And I think he's reached the piece where he's like, oh, OK, I need to decide now if I'm going to spend the next eight weeks going down the lane that I'm going in or if I need to switch directions. And it's just gotten challenging. Um, what words of advice would you give him for school just to encourage him? Oh, I don't know if I'm the right person for this, but what I would say, <laughs> I, my advice is never good, but I would say, um, you know, trust yourself. Don't be too humble. Don't think that because other people are posturing that they know or offer more. And this is directly a bill type advice, but I think it's important to know that. Um, and I'm sure that he absolutely is confident in what he can do, but I would redouble that confidence and say, you know, a lot of people believe in you and trust you. And so if you think it's that way, then it'll be fine. You can do it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's what I would say. And that's uh, not knowing enough about this subject to know how projects work and all that. I would say that's about all I could say, but I would say that James can, can do it. I know he can and he'll, he'll make it through, which, I know it sounds oh. like attitude, but it's true. No, it's good. You're absolutely the right person to ask for this because I think most of what you said resonated with, I mean, just what we were talking about last night, so. Oh, um, good. I mean, you know, the, it, I, I think when looking back at those pictures, just to kind of take it back to that, the funny thing is that I realized that I really do believe that I'm different, but I probably am very much the same idiot running around. <laughs> and because of that, knowing that I am as, flawed and ridiculous as I've always been, and even though I try not to be. Um, it also means that James's characteristics and traits are probably still there as well, and they're inside, you know? And so when you you wrote the email and you said, you know, think of some advice, I was like, well, what can I possibly tell him that, that I would know? And I just think to myself, the thing that I always would tell him was, hey, listen, you, you have a lot and you can't shrink back because other people pretend because I think the one thing that I have always believed is that people tend to pretend a little bit about what they know and don't know. And, uh, you know, you have to kind of see through that and, and realize that you have a lot to offer. And, um, you know, James, in my opinion, has worlds to offer, but I just think that sometimes he doesn't really remember that. And so I just would say, you can do it. You can always do it. Yeah. It's perfect advice. Cause I think one of the things that they do in the course he's taking right now is, Every assignment that they have, you get extra credit points for doing peer reviews of other people's Ooh. assignments. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Um, and so he, every assignment he's done so far, he gets, it's 20 points per assignment. And he's gotten a 20 out of 20 on every single one, but his peers will review it and he gets their scores back before he gets the official scores from the, from the professor mm -hmm. but his peers will give him 17s or 19s and he is very um concerned i think about you know what what issues they found or what they misunderstood or how he i mean he'll spend hours um just kind of reading through that feedback and trying to make sure that he completely understands what he did wrong and how it can be better so i think that's good advice but that's insane i didn't know that they did that that is insane i don't know how i would react to that <laughs> 
<laughs> well, to your point, though, some of it's just posturing, right? It's yeah. someone who's written their own paper and is maybe overconfident in it or maybe not so confident in it. But then they read someone else's and they're like, well, this isn't better than mine. Let me tell them why it's not better than mine, you know? So The irony of, of not the irony, well, the, the funny part is, you know, we went to school with some very, very intelligent people, you know? Um, and I will just speak for myself and say that I met some people who, I'll drive back to soccer. It's like, it's like you play in a professional league and you realize that there are people who are just faster, better, stronger, react better, think better in the same situations that you do. And you just have to understand that. So the only thing you can do is just be workmanlike about it and do your thing, right? So that's Harvard for people like me is basically like, all right, so I'm very much middle of the pack, if not worse. So I'm just going to just hang out and just be, not try to be clever, just do my thing. Mm -hmm. um, but you also realize that a lot of it, not a lot of it, some of it is not natural talent. Some of it is bravado. Some of it is filling space. A lot of it is people being told that they were brilliant their whole lives. <clears throat> and it comes out in what they do. And so the problem is that you have to react to that. You have to realize what you're going to do. Are you going to take it and assume that whoever says I'm brilliant is brilliant? Or are you going to challenge a little bit and maybe not shrink back be the shrinking violet that everybody wants you to be. So, you know, I think that that continues throughout life. That's just, you know, Harvard's like a fishbowl. It's like its own little, you know, strange ecosystem of like, you know, the, the you know, the valedictorians of every high school, basically. Um, but when you take it on and you go to other institutions, they, this, the same fishbowl's there, the same ecosystem is there. It's just spread differently, but it's the same thing. Right. And so I just, you know, I would just realize that no matter where you are, you're always going to have people who are very, very talented and brilliant. And you just have to defer to them and say, great, that's great. I'm happy that you guys have all this extra talent and skill. But then a lot of people will pretend to have that. And so then you have to, <laughs> those you have to retort a little bit. You've got to fight back. And so I, I just, I, I, you know, knowing James being so polite and so just nice. I hate to use that word. He is very, very nice. Um, he is, he is very nice. You know, I don't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Christina, it's very funny. I always, and I, I hope, I don't know, you don't, you don't have to submit this, but I would just say, I was always very glad when I met you because my, my, my great fear for James, he's such a nice person, that, you know, that he would meet somebody and fall in love with somebody and then not be appreciated for and supported because James needs a good wingman. Not because he can't do it on his own, but because of his own nature, he's just self-effacing and wonderful and nice, you know, but he needs that support and you are very much that person. So it makes me very happy because I think, and I, and I say this looking back, I think that I stopped worrying about James when I met you. <laughs> it's a very small way. <laughs> because even though I am retarded and ridiculous, I did worry about all the boys all the time. Um, right. I mean, it goes full circle to what you said, like you were the, the older guy. I was the older guy and I was the one with more life experience by a long shot uh, because I had worked, you know, I took a year off work and all this kind of stuff. So they always looked to me for answers. Not really. I, just, I should take that back. They didn't look to me for answers. I pretended like they looked to me for answers and I tried to give them information. But anyways, um, but it is funny that, you know, James's particular personality I, mean, I could tell you a million stories where, you know, he was just too nice and I would be the one in the corner yelling, no, damn it. <laughs> um, you know, um, and it's just funny. Not not just me, by the way, this is the other boys too. would always, we would all do it. Um, but that was just James's thing. Whereas, you know, ironically, they were always in the corner telling to talk me down. That's what they did. Um, 
so you know but it is it is very cool christina i do mean that uh, that you, you i think i was genuinely thinking about this i think i stopped worrying about him a little bit i was like oh yeah he's got christina he's fine he'll be good he'll be all right <laughs> that is really sweet um yeah i am i i certainly do appreciate him and he's um, he is a unique individual. I've never met anyone no. like him, and I'm really grateful. No, you, I get to do life with him. You know, it, it's it's funny. I think um, I have not met your guys' children, but I'm I'm I would like to know them because I think it'd be very very interesting for me to see, you know, James continue on in the world. If you know what I mean, like you know, I think that I see in my own little boy traits of mine, which I'm like, oh God, please don't be like that. Um, but you know, I see it. And so I just wonder like, you know, so here's James and you know, you and you. And so I just would like to know, you know, it's just nice to know that James's wonderful traits and qualities and yours will be passed on. I know this is a dad talking, but you know, it's just, it's just kind of interesting for me. Um, yeah. Well, I can't wait for you to meet. Yeah, we need to get <laughs> the families together at some we point. Did, we so. needed to do that, and it's just you know, it's it's I, the you know, COVID doesn't help, and the world is, but it's uh, you know, it's been a disaster. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, so how is William doing, and Amy? How is your family? okay? So they're everybody. Everybody's good. We we we. I mean, Christina, I can complain, but we have nothing to complain about. It's been very lucky. You know, it's we we live in the best of places, and we have amazing access to everything. So we are not we're not in trouble or anything. I'm just bemoaning the fact that, you know, it just makes work very strange for me as um, as somebody somebody who deep down inside my major function is collecting rent. It's a very strange world to live in, um, obviously. You know, it's because everybody's in trouble. And so it's just, it's a very, it's a very strange world. My whole job has become different. Um, but then, you know, from a, a parenting point of view, it's just weird because you don't have preschool. We don't have, you know, we don't have things that we thought we would be doing with him at this age. So we've had to scramble, do things and, you know, um, put things together and find help in different ways. So, but again, I no right to complain at all. Cause I mean, literally I, we, we escaped from this without any, um, no major impact to us in terms of health, right? Everybody was healthy and okay. My parents are older, so they would really be, um, the ones that get, my dad is stubborn and refuses to stop work. So, you know, he was seeing, he's still <laughs> seeing 40 patients a day, you know, with his mask. And I'm like, great, that's awesome in the midst of the coat, you know, so I was scrambling trying to get him PPE testing equipment. You know, we, we bought our own testing stuff to get, get his patients tested when they walked in the door. I was just scrambling to do, oh. you know, what else could I do? He was not going to quit. So I just spent money. It's the best I could do is just try to spend money on it. So I did. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we, we bought at one point, I think, hundred gallons of hand sanitizer from a local brewery because we couldn't get our whole hands on hand sanitizer. So our, our, our building smelled literally like tequila. Um, wow. but you know, <laughs> at, at the time that's all we had, right? We had masks from China and Europe and it just it was a disaster, but we made it through. So I'm just no, no, no way to complain about it. Cause some people have been absolutely devastated by this. Um, so, you know, but it's still a pain in the ass that, that said, <laughs> And you know, it's just—it's also kind of frustrating because I wish we could, um, wish we could travel and see you guys, see everybody else, you know. But that's also not possible. So, anyways. Yeah, hopefully soon enough. Because I, I, I agree. I'd love to get our kids together very um, cool. and see you guys. I think I've seen everybody in separate groups. I haven't seen everybody all together. So how are you guys doing? Just really quickly, I know you got to go, but just how are, how are you guys hanging? You guys doing okay? We're doing great. How's yeah. So um, I am. I'm I'm back at work and so my job is more facility stuff at Chick-fil-A's yeah. corporate office so I 
can go in but don't yeah. have to like my team does all of our construction projects and stuff i kind of show up for morale reasons more so than anything else um so i'm in the office about once a week james is uh at the house but our kids are oh they are school. okay great uh, yeah yeah so i mean and that made a huge difference when we made that decision and it's been fine aaron's in first grade they kind of keep her classroom self-contained they keep on masks and they sort of sit at desks with partitions around it it's it's in, imperfect of course like there's there's certainly risk with it but um at the time i think james had been once they left school i guess yeah. a year ago this time yeah. right last march um because I'm working and I had, at the time I was still kind of going into the office and still had plenty of meetings and stuff to do. James became default primary parent. And uh, that's not what he signed up for. He's, he's an awesome dad, but uh, he also is an introvert and hits his limit on interaction with beings after some period of time. And so having two kids at home was not, it was not exactly what we had planned for when we had these two kids, which is a funny thing to say. I'm like, I had these kids, but I didn't think I'd be taking care of them all day. That's <laughs> but it, ridiculous. It, no, but it's just, you, you, you know, <laughs> we, we assume that there will not be shocks to the system that will take system, you know, basically stuff that we have that we can rely on. We think we can bank on this planning and then you it's taken away from you, which is legitimately taken away, but it still is a major shock to the system, you know, um, like you said, you had two kids. You thought, okay, I have a plan. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. They're going to go to school. They will be in school this many hours. I can get this much done. That goes away. All of a sudden, the world is not what you thought it was. And it, again, I, I always say this: we're spoiled for being able to think like this. But at the same, because we're not in Africa, we're not, you know, it's not. Right, but yeah. it still is a very, very real shock to the system. It's a very real problem. And we pack our days and our lives accordingly. And when that's taken away, when that support is taken away, it changes everything. Um, so yeah, I can only imagine. Um, but I, you know, you know, he, he sent a couple pictures. You guys seem like you guys are doing great, or he was doing great, or you guys are doing great with the whole, you know, kids at home thing. This it's not an easy thing to do. You know, we're very lucky because we only have a two-year-old, two and a half-year-old. But you know, it's I, I just with school-age kids, you know, totally different. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's been good. I mean, I think having them back in school has been good for them yeah. socially, because like you said, they're a mix yeah. of him and me. So we're not quite sure if these kids are introverts <laughs> or extroverts, but they're probably a little yeah. bit both. So they, they definitely need the social interaction um, oh, God, in yeah. some ways. And so it's been good. And the yeah. schools have been safe. Well, I'm, I'm, ha safe, I'm happy to hear so. that. That's really good. I mean, I think, you know, we know a lot more about the virus than we did before. And I think, you know, it seems to be that schools are, are hanging in okay. And, you know, it's in, in the grand scheme of thing in the you know between the two of keeping kids out of school forever and you know the potential of a small amount of contagion it does seem to favor and 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 sort of get get kids back to school as safely as we can because it's i think a year is just you know again it's just a lost year for a lot of kids and, and you know all of our kids are fine because they have parents who are actively working with them but it's if you don't have the ability to do that then it's it's not good right yep yep and I think that was the big blessing for us is like, not only does James, was he available for our kids when they were at home, but he's so good at it. I know that he doesn't want to do it full time, but he is so like 
deliberate about how he spends time with them. He's so like attentive. He's focused on their education. I'm like, I don't know. They're <laughs> I don't really need to know. You know, um, you know, I, I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure you are. I, I can only imagine how organized you are as a mom. No, no, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but I will say that, you know, again, just knowing James, I knew that, you know, if he's going to take care of them, he will give it his absolute most and he will think about it and research it and like, you know, give it full bore to make sure that it's done properly and appropriately while protecting their health and their emotional well-being. I'm sure he did a great job. It's, you know, it's... Oh, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's better than a great job. I should send you pictures. Every day the kids would have like their morning meeting with dad. And he took this big piece of like craft paper and a Sharpie and he would write down like every activity. It didn't have times because Gabriel's four and he doesn't know times, but it would have like their order of the schedule for the day, like breakfast and then like a learning activity and then creative play because that's different than regular play like it has to be creative minded and a snack and he would draw a picture next to every single like item so that they knew what their order of events that's, were that's so you know so, it's it, it's yeah. very funny and I, again i know i'm talking too much but the uh, the funny thing is that you know amy turned to me at one point and she was like you know i never knew that i was going to be a preschool teacher <laughs> you know and it's <laughs> It's it's true, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, I mean, we we we've turned we turned it into a room in our house entirely into a preschool. It's just what it is, you know. It has whiteboard and coloring stuff and all that stuff. And I, I love it. It's wonderful. It's incredible. But you just don't think you're gonna have to do this. And not not that you mind doing it. Yep. It's just it, it's just not part of the plan. So then all of a sudden you're like, oh okay, yep. um, you know. Same thing. Whiteboards and butcher paper and. Play four different kinds of, you know, different Play-Doh, different sand, all this stuff, you know, and you're right, you, turn, you start to learn all these words, like sensory tables, and like, you know, all these strategies for coping with different things, and you know, it, it, again, it's wonderful knowledge, and it's incredible, and it's great to participate at this level, but you just do not think that this is what it's going to be, so, so, but I, I, yeah. yeah. Well, Bill, listen. I <laughs> no, I know. I, I, day, I, I shouldn't have to let you go. I'm so, so sorry. For, you know, like I said, this is me, James, in my way. No, it's up. great. <laughs> I love it. No, no, no. It remind like there, there probably been like two or three significant interactions with you that I've had. And one was like, we were out in California for some work thing a decade ago. And you kind of took us around the beach and drove us around and, and chatted with us. And then most recently when we were in California, um, and we met up with you guys for, well, a couple times, actually. I think we had lunch with you and Amy and William, and then- And I tagged along um, with you guys. You <laughs> took us around I, to the I mall. Yes. For no, no reason great. <laughs> uh, awesome. But you're just so like easy to talk to. And I think it reminds me, like James, I, I know you've been um, pretty self-deprecating of yourself this entire time, but James, um, loves you and admires you and is so very proud of your success well, and your family. I, um, you're very, very sweet. Your person, I, so. I will leave it that James loves me, that much I remember. Um, the admirer part, I hope, please tell him to admire somebody more equipped for that. Um, and But it is true though, you know, I, and, uh, in, in my return to, 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 to you and to James, the truth is that the, you know, those, those guys saved me from basically being like, you know what, Harvard is not worth it, I'm out of here. Uh, the only reason I used to come back every year was for them. I, I just, I wanted to hang out with them. I wanted to just have our little family. And when I graduated, I remember we went, you know, James couldn't be there. I think the only person who came was Joe because it was so late. My graduation for some reason was a lot later um, in the year. They had they all had jobs, they had to go. 
Um, so Joe was the one representative, but I just remember telling, you know, at dinner, you know, I a toast for everybody who was there, my grandparents, my parents. And I just made a big point of saying that, you know, if it wasn't for, for the guys, I wouldn't have made it. Never would have made it, which is because you shouldn't be able to make it through college and it shouldn't be a big deal. But for me, it was. Um, I didn't get along with the people. I didn't like Harvard very much. Um, but I really, really wanted to finish it because I had started it. And, uh, you know, if it hadn't been for those guys and James being my roommate and putting up with me, uh, you know, at all hours of the night, um, then I wouldn't have made it. So I, I owe him a debt of gratitude. So and I'll, I'll always remember that. Well, I appreciate that. I, he certainly appreciates that. I think we forget how, what an impact we have on Very people's true. lives in those moments. Because no. you don't know. And especially in college, you don't you don't talk about it. Like you wouldn't tell anyone that. No, twenty years. No, ago. especially not our group. <laughs> We're a little emotionally constipated, but yes, that's true. <laughs> All yes. right. Yes. Well, I appreciate you sharing. I know that he'll appreciate hearing it as well. Um, any other final parting thoughts? I think that was a good. No, but I, I just wait way too much of your time. But I appreciate you doing this, Christina. Again, you are an amazing partner and I, I think it's great that you were you did this I, I think he will this you're speaking his language and like like as you and I admit a language that you and I don't understand very well in the podcast but you are you are doing it and I think it's amazing that you found this site and did this whole thing I think it's great I think he'll love I hope he loves it. I know he will love it James love it um I you know I think I think as a memory for turning 40 you know you need to mark it in some way it is a transition um and so, yeah, anyways, I think that's good. So congratulations, on James, on turning 40. Happy birthday, awesome. Christina, you did a great job. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs>